Welcome to this episode of Fastlane, a JCTV podcast. Uh, this is a little bit different format episode uh, that we're accustomed to seeing just a few episodes into this series. That's going to be a recap show of the DI9 Designs NAR series for season 12. It's going to be uh, recap highlights of all 17 races on the season 12 schedule. And plus, we're going to talk to Joshua Arnold. The league owner, uh, he is back in the fast lane this week yet again. Uh, so I'll recap his season from the driver's seat himself and talk a little bit about how the season went as a whole overall um, from the grand scope of things. And uh, to get us started, we're going to take a quick look at the upcoming April schedule on JCTV. This Friday, April 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the NAR League returns for Season 13 with the DI9 Designs series in Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We'll be live at 9 p.m. with racing about quarter after. And then Tuesday, April 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the Slide Job Racing League returns to championship events at Dover Motor Speedway after two exhibition events the last two weeks. Points are being paid while Miles the Monster looms in the closing moments of the regular season of the MF Racing Designs Premier Series. And then April 21st, Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the Iowa Speedway is going to play host to the DI9 Designs NRL Series for the second round of Season 13. The next night, the return of the Blazer Sim Racing League on Saturday, April 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time from Daytona International Speedway will be the Season 4 opener of the In the Pits News Truck Series. JCTV will be live at 7.45 p.m. as racing gets started just after 8 o'clock. And then April 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday, the Slide Job Racing League wraps up the regular season of the MF Racing Designs Premier Series 10th season with a trip to JCTV's home track of Michigan International Speedway. JCTV will be on air at 8.45 p.m. to close out the regular season and see who our 10 playoff drivers are going to be. Josh Arnold, driver of the number 22 in the DI9 Designs NAR series and the league owner now joins us on Fastlane. Uh, Joshua, you were able to get your first win of the season at Bristol, uh, but it was a very uh, chaotic doublehead overall that night. Uh, can you think back into that night a couple months ago and uh, overall um, the the situa- situation put in place uh, after that, after those couple of races we had? Yeah, it was the first doubleheader that we had on iRacing and pretty much you know just trying to make sure i didn't have everything all together um for that one i kind of got better as i went through the season with those double headers but the first one really (laughs) real chaotic um as most bristol races are on the sim and probably a few cautions we shouldn't have had i mean who knows i might have caused one or two um during the event but you know the first first one got done i think i had the worst interview of the season because it was like you know i'm excited i'm trying to get the second race set up while i'm talking to you my mind isn't there you know i really going into each season as league owner i just always want to win one race per season if i can do that i feel like okay season's good let's just chill from here on out have some good racing make sure everybody's you know, running people right and stuff like that. And so, I mean, Bristol, I grabbed that win. I think the second race, I finished third behind behind Chris and Hunter Peach. And, hey, they're the two most winningest NAOR racing 
drivers out there, so you know, two pretty good people to lose to. But yeah, it would have been pretty good on the points if I would have swept that and got a little, a few more, based on last season's point standings. So to end the season, there was uh, you know, two races that you just had a bad stretch, uh, bad races. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. You know, if you know me and my driving style, if we go green on lap one, I'm not going to be pushing it too hard because we have a hundred and something laps to go. You know, I, I don't want to get behind, but yet I try to stay out of trouble, keep my nose clean. And I think Charlotte, I made it a little further, obviously, than Michigan. But yeah, Charlotte double points. Had a good car, stuck back to the back, kind of worked my way forward, and I really was quick on the long run, which is what I go for um, in most times in any league. And I think someone came up on fresh tires, a new driver uh, in the league came up on fresh tires, want to say got the apron. Hit me, spun me out, gave me a little bit of damage across the nose um, hitting that pit wall. Uh, but, you know, hurt hurt Zach Meredith. Uh, I think he was involved as well. So, we, you know, we were both, I believe, top five at that. And really looking to get some points. Who knows if we would have closed down further on Chris, especially after Charlotte. But we had half the race was going our way. We had minded our P's and Q's, raced people clean, got got raced clean ourselves, got in position to where without that caution, I mean, I feel like I was going to pit within maybe 10 laps or so. So really, I mean, it would have come down to Chapman and Peach and Jose just like it would have anyway. But I do feel like you would have, at the end of that race, you would have been saying my name. Um, you know, and it looked, looking back, it could have been, a race to just even whether it break even with Chris or gain just one or two points just to, you know, keep up the momentum, keep going forward, trying to, you know, close that down. Um, knowing I needed more, but even if it would have just been finishing one spot ahead of him and Nick and just been able to stretch it out a little bit, I think I obviously lost spots, of course, but I really lost a lot of points to Nick because he was breathing down my throat after um, after Charlotte. But then moving on to Michigan, same deal. Hey, I'm not the best qualifier. I cannot go down there and lay down a burner uh, for anything. And even starting the race, looking at it, it's 100-plus laps. Once again, I'm going to you know chill, see how the beginning of the race goes. Wait on that, Either wait on that first caution, try to try to do something where I get myself running top five halfway like Charlotte. And really in NAOR, all I ask of the drivers is to race in race each other without touching. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be this and that, you know, go on at short tracks. My golly, go back and watch that Martinsville and Bristol, you know, races on JCTV. And you can tell, tell that, but you know, race people clean, race them how you want to be. So, you know, if, if I go and block you three straight laps and then you get in front of me and then you straight to block me, there's nothing I can say. I did it first. You got it. You got it. I got to accept it that I'm going to get blocked by this driver because I did it to him. Um, you know, just 
I don't like when people put people in bad spots. So, you know, I mean, I see two, three people up here battling for a spot, and I'm just going to come in there and, you know, to start and maybe stayed away from some of the people I should have. But, yeah, that that wraps up the, the ending of the season for me. A rough stretch. What might have been. Well, to start off that you mentioned, uh, when you st- uh, start up front, usually you like to keep it calm, knowing there's a long race ahead of you. Uh, you started on the pole at Suzuka. That was a little bit of a shorter race, but right off the bat, you spun out, and uh, you were unable to continue, unfortunately. Uh, what was that race like, and uh, the, going there, first of all, Season 12, what was that like as a racetrack? It was fun. I, it brought me back to the days where I watched... You know, Mike Skinner and Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt, Sterling Marlin, Ernie Irvin, all of them getting out there, you know, traveling over to Japan. Um, NASCAR in Japan is a eggplant and question mark. So that's why it was kind of like a cultural difference when they're like, oh, NASCAR's coming. What? Eggplant question mark? Uh, but no, the the racing was fun for the for the road course guys. You know, they have to be on the schedule. Can't deny you know, even though I could run last at every one of them, I'm still going to put them on the schedule. Um, and, and so we had two. A doubleheader there at Suzuka. Just a, a re-rack. So, you know, I started on pole the second one, which doesn't really count as an NAOR pole win. But that just means I finished dead last in the first one. So it's really not a benefit. But, yeah, such an embarrassing... Uh, the most embarrassing moment for me all season, really, was... Um, Trying to start in first gear. I'm not a road course racer. I don't know what I'm doing up there starting on the pole. And, hey, I'm just glad Meredith and uh, Zachary Wareham and, and all of them who were starting right, right behind me was just able to get by. When it snapped, my whole thing was just stay on the gas. Don't try to stop right here in front of it. Just whip that sucker. And I whipped it around, backed it into the fence. I actually came around because I was going to just, once again, kind of race official. But to correct your opening statement, when a couple of other people went out, I rode out there for like eight or nine laps and picked up a couple of spots. Got me a a technical top ten for the season. (laughs) I know we'll be talking about those soon. But yeah, there's quite a few, um, especially Suzuka number two that... I got a top 10, but there's no way I deserved a top 10 there. But most embarrassing. But yeah, I think it was cool just celebrate NASCAR history. Season one on iRacing was like 1984 tracks. Any track you saw on the 84 schedule last season was 97. And they went to Suzuka in 96 and 97. They went twice. So that was just a throwback to those. Some of these people racing weren't even born. When that was happening, so um, just a throwback to kind of revive that and keep it fresh on people's mind that yeah, NASCAR did travel, you know, three, four, five thousand miles to go race um, in Japan. Talking about uh, senior season stats, you led 142 laps. You had uh, league leading uh, top fives and uh, top tens. So uh, walk us through. Um, that 
I can roll off a top five and a top 10 at most any place. I mean, I just said I got a top 10 at Suzuka when I definitely shouldn't have. But um, but just being consistent. I mean, you got to be there at the end of the race to get points. And if you if I was to go back through and just look at top 10s over the whole course of our history, I can promise like Enrique Quinones, he has made so many playoffs just by finishing top 10. And so, you know, he doesn't get up there and race at the beginning of it. He sits back and saves his stuff. And that's kind of what I do. I save my stuff, make sure I'm not, unfortunately, in some cautions um, like we've already talked about. But, you know, just being there at the end of the race because, I mean, that's when it pays. You can't gain. I mean, I can gain a point here or there during the you know race or something for leading a lap, but I mean, your season points are coming there, and you got to make the playoffs to be able to to win a championship. And it's hard to win one over here in NAOR, um, unless you watched last season and saw how easy Chris made it look. But no, I, I mean, just go out, try to be there at the end. I know in top fives. Any any stat that you can tie Nick Happiak in, you 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 got to feel like you did something right. And me and Nick Happiak led the league last year with nine top fives. Uh, we had sixteen races, I do believe, and then I actually had standing alone at the top. Something I actually did right last season was uh, thirteen top tens. I was going back through. There's so many that I finished like ninth or tenth, like scraping by just to get that stat. So um, just something to to just hold on to. The 142 laps, I swear, I mean, I guess a lot of them might have had to be that Bristol number one because, you know, those things roll off quick there. So, you know, 20, 30, 40 laps there adds up quick. But um, I need more. I, I've got to... I got to lead more laps next season. Um, I do believe to, to to put myself in position. And I look down this roster and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you're not going to be able to start at the back anymore with your terrible qualifying and go forward and um, try to lead laps, finish at the front. It's going to be a lot harder coming up. So I got to step on my game that lead laps. 142 is good, but when you look at like Nick Happiak, almost 900 lap led laps led in two seasons, I'm I'm really lagging behind with like 200 and something. So, you know, I've I, me and a whole bunch of other people got to step up our game to compete with Nick, Chris, um, Jonathan Parker, now Pacey Wygent, Andrew Chapman, Cole, um, number 24. He's been he come on hot there at the end of the season. Hunter Peach. Kyle Tubb will be back. You know, he won a, he won a race last season. So, you know, that, there's one. He won a race, and then I think he missed 13. So, you know, I mean, with him being back, and like I said, I want to win one race a season. I think next year is going to be a barn burner overall, but, like, I'm scared that I'm not going to get that win. So I'm definitely going to try to try to see what I can do to grab one before we get too far. <laughs> well, lastly, before we move on to Season 13, uh, you mentioned a few of your close calls in Season 12, uh, like Bristol, Charlotte, Michigan. Um, but what are the other missed opportunities 
uh, on the season. I know you were leading at Talladega at the end, and then Darlington, you're up front, but just one guy, Kenneth Cheney, dominated the whole thing. What was it like in those other races being uh, so close? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about a lot of these, but like Bristol, I would have loved to have swept that and um, just got max points for that whole weekend. Uh, I finished third behind Peach and Chris, which, hey, that's no slouch uh, to finish behind them. But really, I mean, in the final photo, I'm right there, just like four or five car lengths behind Chris. So just maybe one more shot to to have a chance at a restart or something to to get that done. And then... Really, Darlington, man, I showed up with a lot of confidence. I've, you already know I don't qualify good. I qualified second at Darlington, so I mean, like, really good, really excited to get that one started. And then that 76, Kenny, he put on a clinic, let me tell you. I mean, fast early, fast middle, fast late. I know that was one of, I guess, my favorite races of the season, even though I didn't win. But just looking back, I mean, Kenny did a great job, um, you know, unfortunately for him going forward, he had some trouble. But, no, he did a great job. And then, you know, racing with Nick Hapiak, I've been racing with him. It's coming up on 10 years. I know people have longer, longer than me or him, but, like, that's the first guy I really started racing with. And, and, and I'm still racing with him, and every time I'm side-by-side, we do it as clean as we can, and we race each other really hard. But, you know, it's just still friends and being able to be out there on the racetrack. And that's why I've been, um, me and him, you know, kind of moved over. And now we race in a couple of leagues on JCTV. So um, just being able to race with him up at Darlington, you know, both of us lost. So we were both in the same boat. Poor guy um, sped on, or missed the cone, I think, on the last pit stop and ruined his race. But I just look back and, you know, Darlington was one that I was very fast and all I needed was some clean air maybe. Um, that last run saved some tires like Kenny was because, I mean, of course, he pulled away from us there at the end when we were trying to barn burn and get by him. But then looking back uh, early, I've already talked about Kyle Tubb winning at Phoenix. Um, and I really had a good car. Hurt myself with a bad qualifying run, like I normally do. And Braden, Braden Holt, I swear to you, the entire race, I called his back bumper. I stayed on his back bumper. I made him pass him. I think y'all saw me like dive bomb turn three and go up the racetrack on the stream at one point and try to get around him just anything i could do to get around him and he'd motor right back by and i'd stay on it and the whole time the whole race i feel like i was racing him and kyle tub was getting smaller and smaller and smaller away but um but no i mean you gotta like they say it's one thing to catch somebody it's another thing to pass them and I just couldn't get past uh, Braden Holt, which, hey, he's no slouch either. I didn't mention him earlier. He's one of the better road course racers and one of the better overall um, racers in the league, too. Just just in his NAOR history, he just hadn't had a lot of wins. But um, really, that Phoenix getting caught up with Braden there, I feel like I had something for Tubb. And then both Dega races, I know anybody can be up front at Talladega, but I don't know. I, I know you didn't talk about it, but on the stream, 
you can see that when it was time to go, I moved from the bottom lane, like sixth in line, moved to the middle, waited till that run got going, and I trusted some people up on the top. I cut them off, and then we went to the front. And then I cut down the track, got into the lead. And like really both both races, um, I feel like I was right there in the top three, five um, at the white flag. I think maybe led one of them. But, but no, just two times... I think I feel like I had a chance or, and I know I feel bad for spinning um, Zach Meredith. I really, I swear to God, I only try to help him. But every time I touch his back bumper, he spins off. So I'm just not going to touch him anymore. I'm just going to try to try to um, help somebody else, I guess. Um, but I'm not the best pusher on those tracks. I'm, I'm a very good like receiver and you just stay in it and let's go. Um, so, but, but no, just, both Talladega races, I feel like missed opportunities. Um, you know, I'm happy that that the winners. I think Happy Act got one, which it always upset it. It always upset me. I know he's my best friend in racing, but like he's so good everywhere. Why does he have to win Talladega and Daytona? I've seen it so many times over the last eight or nine years um, that. He's just been in the right place at the right time. He stole one, and then Pacey grabbed the other one for... I love the stream on that. I think it is the first race where we all wreck, and then it's like, there's still a race for the win, and then we go back to the tribal, and then it's like right when the camera comes back, it's like wreck again, and then you can see me going spinning into the... I think I go down there, break my legs into the pit wall, but, but no, um, just right there anybody has a chance to win at talladega every single person in this booth would say something about oh my gosh if i just had one bit of luck coming through that trial we would have won talladega or daytona but really though um get my nose clean i was just so glad that we can go to a track like that and both races now you know i had it 100 percent fuel so nobody had to worry about pitting um, if you wanted tires, come and get them if we had a caution. But, hey, we didn't have a caution. The tires that you saw us at the checkered flag were the tires we started the race on. So every single driver out there because no cautions. Yeah, we had wrecks, but they were at the, after the white. So, you know, iRacing is going let to you, let you go. But, um, but, no, just missed opportunities. But then you look back and it's like, as long as the guys had fun, as long as the guys enjoyed racing, you know, nobody was mad at anybody after the race. That's that's really all that that I can say. You know, I can't get I, I can't get mad anymore about getting wrecked or getting um not winning or something like that because it's just it's it's not about that. Because this is not a pay league or something. Nobody's you know, lost money because they showed up and got wrecked or something like that. So I just try to keep it there. I try to keep it where there's no teammates. It's just every man for himself and just let them go. And, you know, there's no Atlanta where Joey Logano blocks Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney wins it. There's none of that. You know, I mean, everybody's out there for himself. If somebody catches you and you've had a run in with them, you know, that's, that's y'all's race, y'all's race. I just ask you don't mess nobody else's race up. Like, there shouldn't be a caution for a 15th place driver with 15 laps to go because you just ruined the whole race for the 
top 10 or whatever they were doing, you know. So just really um, looking back, a lot of missed opportunities, but golly, they were fun. That's all that matters, I guess. <laughs> Fastlane, a JCTV podcast, is sponsored by FACES, the National Craniofacial Association. So pace cars pulling off. Josh, lead him to the green. And the Chris Wright waits till their green flag is displayed. He gets it. Green flag in the air. We are underway for season 12 in the NAOR Cup Series. Chris Wright clears. Bottom top two, three cars on the bottom. All clear. The car bailing out, that's Hunter Peach dropping back on that back straightaway. But the thing is, compared to a regular super speedway, it is such a short back straightaway. Chris Wright, nowhere is the real back bumper. Oh, Chapman big is. stack oh, up. They're wrecking. Back the wall. There we go. And that's what we were waiting for. Byron Jones is in it. Cole Snyder was in it. I believe Enrique Quinones had a piece of it. The 20 of Hunter Peach might have just gotten by, and I don't know how he did. He was right there in the thick of it all. Man, just got hooked right into the wall. Nick Hapiak in the six, and Byron Jones had nowhere to go. Morning car got a little bit of contact from the two. like maybe a three four car incident cole snyder took a little ride through the grass but his car looks a little beat up but not too bad hey what Ooh, pretty good hit to the nine of enrique quinones uh the 14 the two got some good damage uh, the 20 car escaping with just a slight bit of con he got contacted for sure, but it doesn't look like he's got a lot of damage. Uh, his car looks relatively clean. Could have hit road two times and they've gotten tires most likely and fuel each time except for that 20 who's only done it once so far. Contact with a 69. Chris Wright's going to spin. Around goes Hunter Peach. He somehow saves it, but they don't save it behind him. Oh, around yeah, goes way up in the impact. air. Somebody just went into the sky. I think it might have been a 16. No, actually, maybe it was a 66. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's only fitting that the man with the last name Kite goes flying through the air. But we see a car go airborne. He's going to space. I don't know if he's going to land before the end of this race. I mean, he saw a Donald Kite take off just a glimpse of a, one of the first camera shots. And man, you called it, Dawson. He is out of here. Unfortunately, just got sent from the front bumper of the sticks machine. Innocent victim there. They crashed in front of them. They just checked up and hooked together. I wouldn't be shocked if the driver of the number six, Nicholas Happyak, is called to the hauler post-race for actions detrimental to stock cars and spacecraft. They are crossing the line. Three laps to go here at Atlanta. 
We'll have to see. They bought the whole track. They're going to use the whole track. Slipping up there. Andrew Chapman gets into the 22 almost, it looked like. That's going to push the 22 of Arnold up. That's going to allow the 54 to have to try to get back off. And they're going to back off a little bit. The outside lane now has got to run. Chapman goes to the top. Then back to the bottom. Back to the top. He's going to make the move on Chris Wright to the outside lane. Here comes Andrew Chapman going for the race lead. Something has to give, and it's not going to come from Chapman or Wright. What's going to happen here? Two laps to go. Big run out of that 20 of Peach. Three wide. Hits the 81. They wash up the 37 to the wall. There goes Jeff Lednam. He's to the inside. It's outside wall, excuse me, as they're still three wide back there, still fighting, but now aggressively pushing. Holt is shoving the 22 of Joshua Arnold as much as he can. Andrew Chapman still leads. Chris Wright still holding strong on the inside line. Coming around this time, they're going to get the white flag. This is the last lap of the race. White flag is out one more time around. Six cars up here in the lead pack. What is going to happen as they come around one and two for the final time? Wright and Chapman still side by side for the race lead. Wright not giving an inch, neither is Chapman. They are still side by side. Drag race down the back straightaway. Look at Holt trying to make a move to the inside. Can't quite get it to stick. You see that 18 is going to pull down low. He's going to clear low. And I think that's going to do it. Andrew Chapman is leading the race coming through three and four for the final time. How about that to open the season? Andrew Chapman's going to win it here at Atlanta. Chris Wright will finish second. Joshua Arnold, P3. Go ahead, Adam. They were four wide behind him for a second, the way they fanned out. As he is waiting to get into that restart zone. Green flag in the air. We are underway. Using uh, a lot of the track through one and two. I assume a lot of drivers going to be fighting down to that inside. Oh, we got a spinner. It is Nicholas Hapiak. A caution will be out. He saved it, but not in time to keep that caution from coming out. For the painted 79, of course, the number 12 on the ticker for Dawson Allen is going to fall in line as we see close tonight to give another shot towards Josh on it up towards the front of this pack but can't quite do it yet when we are under caution again and I believe it is for Byron Jones it is one car also, Andrew also Chapman. involved and Andrew, Andrew Chapman. Chapman yeah let's we're just looking at these three right behind the battle we were looking at for fourth so oh Looks like Chapman and then it got together and Epiak had nowhere to go, Josh. Chapman, yeah, Chapman went for a flight. Wow, huge flight. I think no. uh, Donald Kite went to... Uh, Mercury, Mercury last week. I think Andrew Chapman made his way all the way to Pluto. And definitely not a pretty sight. Um, last week's winner definitely needed a fight to get here from Atlanta to Phoenix, but not that kind of way back home. Man, early way home. Enrique Quinones also involved, although Enrique 
His machine. Oh, there it is. Damage to the right rear. It's, uh, there was a points penalty uh, for Chapman that handed the points lead to uh, Chris Wright, and it was a pit road violation. So, what that was. Oh! Yeah, Chris Wright is spinning on the front straightaway, but we stay green. He had drifted turn three and four. No caution, but he's on the warm-up lane with everyone leaving pit road. Yeah, that is not at all what he wanted to see happen because this would have put him in front of all those guys. Now puts him behind all of them. Everything going right for him up to this point and a bizarre set of circumstances. I wonder if that's cold tires catching him off guard. Another situation of that tonight, Josh, but someone you wouldn't have expected the race leader has led, if not every lap, most of them up to this point. But the other thing I can think of is with him having that spin, it might have lit his tires up enough that that is affecting him right now in this run. This is a fixed setup series, so for those that are unfamiliar, uh, these drivers, they're all running the same setup. Nothing is custom at all. You can make a couple of adjustments, uh, like steering ratio, steering offset, and brake bias. But other than that, everything is the same. Uh, as we have the battle for the lead. Kyle Tubb. Uh, P2. Looking at P1. Cole Snyder. Snyder. Uses a dog leg. Big time. Kyle Tubb forced to go to the outside through one and two. I'm not sure, Josh, but I'm not quite as Tubb with a huge run on the inside here. On the inside of Snyder. Through three and four, can he make it stick? You see Cole Snyder use that dog leg. This is going to take that away from him. As Kyle Tubb is going to clear Snyder. New race leader, Kyle Tubb. But Adam, I, I said it might be a little tall task here for Ruiz to get up to Holt. Well, He's catching there. him's one thing. Passing him is another, Josh. We saw how hard it is to pass tonight. But he, like you mentioned, he is there. Yeah, Ruiz gonna look to the bottom. He's really gonna only have one opportunity at it, and it might be right now. Huge slide. Yeah, they're gonna be side by side. Bolt not giving much room to Ruiz. Meanwhile, race leader Kyle Tubb off turn two. Sorry, now off turn two. Down the back straightaway for the final time. He has no pressure at all. And it is going to be career win number three for Kyle Tubb in the NAOR series. And uh, just two short for Ruiz to get past Holt for P3. So as mentioned before, 
first few laps are going to be behind Kyle Tup. See paces the field around. Kyle joining the United States Air Force. As you mentioned earlier, Josh, we wish him best luck in that. Um, best luck tonight. Uh, most recent winner in the league, winning in Phoenix a couple weeks ago. So a lot of momentum his way heading into this race. These two races, I should say, tonight. So we're looking for big things out of this machine tonight. right we'll be able to get on the loud pedal and green flag in the air uh, oh contact to the back actually that's Kyle Tubb had issues Kyle Tubb around oh man huge stack up on the outside with Joshua Ono and it just kind of led to chaos there and we see the result unfortunate after all of that josh um we're gonna see kyle tub start at the rear of the field here on this restart with a bunch of damage to the rear and maybe the front of that 16. he got hit on every side of that car i think josh man just watch from seven you just can't see anything and Yeah, you see the green flag, you're hewing go, 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 and then line in front of you stops. Can't really have much time to be out. Like you said, Josh, can't see anything. Happens so fast here, of course. This could be a three-horse battle for the race lead, but Hawkins trying so hard to get to that right rear of the number 69. Chris Wright trying to pass him on the outside. It's just so hard right now. Lap after lap. These guys have been slowing the level lap times down in the field, has been closing in, and we see Hawkins on the outside quarter panel now of the 69, just trying to do everything in the center of the corner to keep that momentum up. But it's just such a longer way around, around this half mile, can't keep it to that right side door of the 69. Um, we see, of course, Peach closing in slowly, like you mentioned, Josh, wants these two to continue to stay side by side for this race lead. Oh, trouble, front stretch. Caution is gonna be out. Andrew Chapman around. 
he had been, of course, you see in the bottom left of the screen, down several, several laps, 16 laps down before that spin, now that slide, into pit road. Um, curious what happened early in the race, Josh. Did you see contact? Spun him there. Um, on this JCTV replay, we'll see in a moment. But what happened at the beginning of the race, I'm very curious what um, led him down laps to begin with, of course. Now we've seen Campbell down a couple laps since then. I believe that was contact with Ratliff. It looked like the 13, I think you're right, Tyler Ratliff. Him on the outside, just got clipped. Great hole once again with a great restart. Jumping up there, but look at Hunter Peach. He is flying. He is doing a fantastic job running that top, just a couple feet off that safer barrier and ripping it, getting a huge run up the front straight away. Cole Snyder and Tyler Ratliff. Oh, oh, and we're not done yet, Reckon. I think John Osborne might have also gotten involved in that. Wow, looks like Snyder slid up off the corner, Josh. Yeah, just a little slide off the corner. And John Osborne actually able to get around. He's going to get one of his laps back. And everybody else, they're two laps down. This strategy by Happyak. If we stay green, this has got to be the uh, winning strategy. Of course, he's flying right now. We saw it there when he passed the 16. Um, the freshies are really making them, making him owner right now in that six, behind the wheel of that six machine. Uh, around this half mile gymnasium, Josh, and he's doing a phenomenal job right now of uh, just cutting around this racetrack. The Caution! Can. Brett Bennett slow on the front stretch. And that gives him the lucky dog. He's the only one in position to do it, but it does ruin his green flag strategy, of course. And completely shakes up the entire dynamic for the last 20 laps of this race or so. I believe I have found it. Ooh, hard contact. Brett Bennett and uh, Tyler Ratliff. And yeah, that appears to be what our caution is uh, for. Snyder just struggling so much. Get around. That's 16. Caution is out, though. It's going to be on the back straightaway. 54, Braden Holt. One of those racing for the lucky dog position. Don't think... Uh... Pretty sure he's not going to get it that way. Um, unfortunate for the 54. Actually, no, he was on the lead lap. He just went down a lap there. Oh, just got Might tagged. Just got tagged by Chase McGuire. And 
and Arnold on the gas. Green flag back out. Great jump by Enrique Quinones. Net nine. He blasted off the two and one, trying to beat Tub to the back straightaway. Indeed, he did, and that allows Coach Snyder to slide to the 16s inside. There was Tub in the wall, slides in front of the 24 to clear him. Snyder back on the inside, and here comes Cheney, but it doesn't matter. The caution's back out. Let's try it again uh, as Brett Bennett's spinning on the front stretch. like contact between Brett Bennett and uh... it was way up the track and just got tuned in the wall there it looks like from the 54 yeah Cole did not get the start he wanted he needed at all to contest for the win uh, Quinones held him up just a little bit it might be enough for that win for Snyder, we see Quinones and Tubb go side by side for third in the background. Snyder, half a second behind Arnold after that restart. This guy's battling hard for third place. Advantage, Kyle Tubb. Second of the entire feud behind him. Two laps to go, and Arnold with a very comfortable lead on Cole Snyder. White flag is out. Joshua Arnold still out front. Going through three and four. And race number one is going to go to Joshua Arnold. Chapman waiting for the green flag. It is displayed. Chapman on a loud pedal and a great jump by not only Chapman, but Brett Bennett as well, who started in fourth position there. Brett Bennett already looking to challenge for that race lead. He's underneath Chapman. That was the start you wanted to be on the outside lane. Bennett led the opening lap door to door with Chapman. He's clear through one and two. Down the back straight, Brett Bennett to the lead. Here comes Breeden Holt to third, trying to get second position on Chapman. And Hunter Peach is slicing through the field. Huge crash in the back, though. This is the danger you talked about, Josh. Huge melee in turn three. Wow. I heard some crashing happening in the background. I did not expect it to be that big. Just look at it. Of Jamil Hawkins completely torn off, like we were about to say, Josh. Wow. Man. Wow. It started at the front of the few, too. Towards it, Jeff Lednam got hooked. Oh, he was loose, and then he got tagged from the four. Wow, Arnold involved. Quinones might be all right there. 
Looks like Meredith was the only one to not get involved. He came to a stop. <laughs> Josh Owen would slid in, but he, of course, um, hit that inside wall. Meredith came to a complete stop. Right inside the cockpit of Zachary Meredith. there from that view Kyle Tubb was involved in this again back-to-back -back races he's involved in pretty much opening lap skirmishes I think he's uh, better off here than he was the first time With all the carnage here already early on there's where it starts as it gets loose off of two and But Andrew Chapman's not letting Brett Bennett run away this time, uh, like he did on that uh, first time he got passed with the lead. Brett Bennett is pretty much running the wall the entire lap around as Chapman now looks underneath. Brett Bennett just great exit off the corner, but I was noticing Chapman, he was running the high line. Oh my gosh, they're going to make contact. They both spin hard into the inside wall as Bennett. Chapman. Just barely misses the wall. That's going to hand the lead over to the 20 of Hunter Peach. Wow. Oh my goodness, that is... Josh, I've seen that crash before. That exact crash. That was Tony Stewart and Matt Kenseth. They just collided together off of turn two and just both go spinning into the inside wall from the lead. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out with them going, getting their spots back here, maybe off the last lap scoring, but um, I guess not if they cause the caution. I uh, worked out great for on the Peach, though. Just mentioned he and Holt battling for that position and it opened right up. Oh, man, he got the apron a little bit, didn't he? I'm not really sure. Look at Chaney go on the outside line. He's going to get right up there side by side with Hunter Peach battle for the lead Chaney riding the wall right up there next to it he clears Peach right there is a great example of just carrying all that momentum up top running the wall and just running that stick up though you can see how much faster he is lap after lap over the 20 just uh, having to slow it down and get on the bottom lane obviously doing a great job right now is Cheney pulling away half a second lead already over Peach already one lap down but here comes Osborne to the inside of Cheney oh man Osborne sideways Cheney in the wall Right there is Jeff Lednam. And there is the lead. Cheney has a breather. That's pretty much a battle for the lead by the top six. Oh man, just in the back. Holt and uh, Chapman, pretty close. 
making contact. Kevin had a huge run off a tune for Josh, and um, he blasted off that um, high side, and I don't think Colt knew he was there, and like you mentioned, contact was made with 54 sliding up, but luckily they were able to keep going, and up front, everyone has migrated towards the top, up by that wall, and not only has Osborne, but of course there is Wright, and um, trying to defend Chapman now, who's gone up into fourth, gone by Hunter Peach, he's going onto the bottom now on Chris Wayne to turn one. Oh, big time loses Cheney off of two. Chapman. Riding the bottom lane now. Doing an incredible job holding it down there, but I think the top is just way too dominant right now. Yeah, we've seen a lot of speed up on that top all day long in the first race and, of course, in this one now. But I think... Osborne's doing a fantastic job trying to defend. He's just quite kind of going back and forth between the top and the middle lane. That was before Chapman got to his inside, and since then he's um, not been able to get that lane taken um, to his advantage at all. And He's been struggling, stuck behind this 76 car, not able to get back on the inside of him since Chapman's put his car under there. Chapman, though, doing a great job here, Josh. Almost got wheel to wheel with Cheney there off of four. Yeah, Chapman is there. Looking to the inside. He has a nose ahead of Cheney. He's going to clear Cheney. What's Cheney going to do? He goes to the inside. They're once again going to be side by side going into one. Cheney not able to get the gas down like he wanted to. So, Chapman, I'm impressed. He made it work on the bottom. He's pulling away now. So the outside of Chapman, I think that's going to be the place you're going to have to be to get past Chapman. Chapman, leaving that door open just a little bit. I'm surprised. But Chapman's still doing everything he can to keep right behind. Right is right there. Going to need to take someone blasting out on this outside lane. Like right here, what Chris Wright can do on the outside. This what, that's what Cheney tried doing. But of course he ended up looping it right on the outside there. Got the momentum going his way into one. Chris Wright, now your race leader. He's going to start to pull away. Hunter Peach, not that far behind, but he still has to get through Chapman if he wants to go challenge Wright for the race lead. Brandon Holt has gone back up to fourth through all that, but he is two seconds behind these guys. I think he's out of it without a yellow or more chaos up front. And Cheney up to fifth past Meredith again. Goshen is out. Chapman. Oh, I, there was Chapman backwards at the exit of two. Got together with Peach, it looks like. Slide job gone wrong, maybe. Or maybe he just got shipped. Oh, man. Wow. John Osborne. Oh, wow. Peach got big damage there with that slide from Cheney, though. So here was the slide. Cheney. 
I'm surprised you didn't get into the barrels there, Josh. A lot going on at once. Face truck. In pit road. Holt right there. Holt. With a great jump behind right. Right. Closing the door on Cheney. Oh! Contact! Cheney around. Big wreck. Adam, I'm I'm thinking that uh, netcode was the one to blame there. That almost looked like a replay of what we saw on lap. What was it, two? Uh, towards the front, almost door bang gone wrong, and everyone just comes flying in. Can't stop in time. Um, that first off, that started on the restart. I don't think Ravenholt got the restart he wanted. You said he got a fine restart. I think he he jumped too early got on the back of right and that stacked him up a little bit to get him side by side with Cheney and that led to this contact and the back stretch and the huge crash into three that we see here. Pace truck gonna make its way down pit road. Green flag is out. Seven laps to go. Not the star owner needed, but it wasn't as disastrous as last time. He's going to get um, clear of Hunter Peach right there off of turn two. Pretty nice. But it's a pretty good, decent gap up front between Chris Wright and Britton Hope for just six to go. Arnold, fastest car on track right now. Is it going to be enough time? He needs to get around Holt as soon as possible. Five laps to go here. Arnold looking inside. Huge run there off of two. He lined the 54 perfectly down the back. Can he get him off of four? Not quite to the inside yet, Josh. Nope. Holt had the fastest lap last time around. This time around, it was Chris Wright. Top three just trading fastest laps now. Three laps to go. Chris Wright, still out front. No one challenging him right now. It's once again putting a gap, bigger gap on Braden Holt. He's gonna be off turn four, take the white flag. One more time around here at Bristol. Checkered flag in the air. It is going to be Chris Wright finally getting that victory. And once Michael Kruger gets the green lights, he's able to go. Green flag is out. We're underway here at Auto Club. start that Braden Holt got. Oh! Like back. Oh, Chris Wright spinning to the inside. He saves it, Josh. 
Yeah, I actually noticed Kruger got loose a little bit there, and then Chris Wright got even worse. Absolutely was sideways. Up front, Braden Holt, Kenneth Chaney, they've gotten around Michael Kruger. Well, Chaney actually hanging on to the outside of Kruger right now. So Braden Holt, he's going to lead the first lap. The battle for fifth was heating on the front straightaway also, Josh. Uh, Bennett took that position, but for the lead, Kruger diving into three. Huge run over hole off of four. Let's see if he can make it stick down the front straightaway. He's got Jeff Lenham in third just behind. They are going to be side by side. Nose to nose. Kruger right there. Running a higher line. One and two. One of them was, uh, was kind of going through the middle there between the two of them, getting some clean air just a little bit. He's peeking to the inside on the back straightaway with Andrew Chapman to his outside now in fourth. Lightning actually clears Chapman. And I think Kruger's got it here. Off turn four, Kruger does. He dives all the way down to the bottom. Kruger, going to lead this lap here. Performance in the series. As we go to a battle of the lead, actually. Braden Holt still has the lead, but Meredith is right there. Meredith's going to try the crossover. He looks low. They're going to be side by side. Meredith, full head of steam down the back straightaway into three. And Meredith will clear Holt. Holt trying to use the outside generator run off the corner. Oh, Holt. Loose. Yeah, that was so close to the wall. Now Brett Bennett looking to the inside of Hunter Peach. Bennett's going to clear that 20 car. Kruger looking underneath the 20 as well. These two, Brett Bennett. And uh, Michael Kruger, they are teammates. They are working together. And they are absolutely on a mission as they have worked their way to second and third and closing in on Osborne, the race leader. Oh, trouble in the back. Cars around. We have a caution. It's going to be... The 76, the 16, Ratliff also involved. 19 nice Millsap. Kenneth Cheney went head on in the wall off of turn two, Josh. I think that's what uh, was the initial impact there. Cheney had to slow up. Jake Mills just barely got involved there. Tub had nowhere to go. Bring it back going though. Yeah, 
Yeah, the two Fords are driven away, but here comes Meredith at that 17 all over. He might have pushed Kruger into three even right there. And the whole pack hammering down on these guys now for the race lead. May make it three wide here for a moment. No, not quite. Arnold's going to be able to clear for the lead. As of now, race leader back to being Joshua Arnold. Zachary Meredith. Clear for P2 is Kruger under pressure from Hunter Peach now. Meredith gets clear. Kruger's going to lose a couple of positions here. all over the back bumper of Arnold. Looking to the inside, they're going to be side-by-side side going into one. And you're going to bleed and hold to the inside of Hunter Peach for that third position. It's going to slide up the racetrack, slot into fourth as Peach makes it to the inside three wide for the lead. Yeah, Hunter Peach looking all the way at the bottom. Toyota, Chevy, Ford, off for the race lead. It's going to be so far Meredith with the middle line. They're still holding three, though. Someone's going to have to give, and it's not going to be anybody. Advantage Meredith right now. are still three wide. Peach loses the momentum. He's going to fall back, losing three positions, almost four, as Lednum using that outside line. Lednum, full head of steam. Lednum going to go to the inside. Wanted to make it three wide, decided not to. I think Lednum could have gotten all the way up to P2 and, and battling Meredith for this race lead here in turn one. I mean, Meredith still doesn't want to push, I don't think. But I'm just surprised that he's just not going. Especially allowing the 20 to the inside on the back straightaway. I wouldn't allow it this far. He's going to make it side by side into turn three with. He, he, actually, Hunter Peach is going to clear it easily there, and here comes Michael Kruger to take that position as well. Kruger not going to be clear of Meredith. We have a three-horse battle right now for what could be the race win. Jeff Lednam still has yet to come down pit road. Kruger finally clear of Meredith there, going into turn one, Josh, and slots into that position there, just behind Peach, currently third. He was on the inside of Peach for a moment, wasn't able to make it stick, and here comes John Osborne on the outside of these guys. He's a lap down to them, though. Oh, Osborne clips the wall. But Michael Kruger looking to make a move on Hunter Peach right now. He knows this is for the race lead. Once Lednum pits, and I say once he does, Lednum on pit road now. 
It's going to be a tight battle. So far, advantage Hunter Peach. I think that magic is starting to be something that's not going to happen, but Meredith setting sail into the corner once again. Trying to close in. Beach is just so much better on corner exit than Meredith is. Another quick thing I've noticed, Josh, is a little bit of cloud cover. wonder if that's changed the dynamic of these handling of the race cars here as we come to the finish right here. Peach just a three-tenths of a second over Meredith. Yeah, the white flag is in the air. One more time around Auto Club Speedway. Hunter Peach, as mentioned, looking for win number five in the NAOR series. I think he's going to hold off Zachary Meredith. Meredith just sending it into the corner. It's not going to work. Off turn four, Hunter Peach. He's going to win it on a club. Well, Nick Hapiak won the pole by over a second, so very curious to see how he's going to get on the start. He's going to be able to click away here and be able to dominate early on. Green flags in the air. We are underway here at Indianapolis. A very even start out of Hapiak and Peach. Hapiak clear of Hunter Peach and Braden Holt, the 54, underneath that 20 machine, already looking for P2. One of the most line-sensitive racetracks in the Sonic circuit. Um, Hunter Peach is going to be able to hold that position over Braden Holt on the outside lane. Very impressive, considering the inside is usually the way to go here on all the corners. Bottom is where you want to be. Michael Kruger making a move underneath Braden Holt. Trying to get up risky, to Yeah, risky move. Attempting this pass in the short shoe. It's going to be able to challenge this 54, continuing it down the foot straightaway and uh, almost uh, clear Braden Holt. Indeed, he does before the finish line. Now it's going to allow Cheney to challenge the 54 into turn one. And indeed, he clears that position. That's 20 a little bit unstable through turn two, Josh. And uh, I think uh, Michael was able was threatening to able to take that position, but Hunter was able to uh, did a great job of defending, and he's turning again here on the outside of turn three. But Cheney's going to make this a little bit more pressure for with Hall on the outside of him now. So all these guys going all over the racetrack trying to uh, fight these positions with yeah, Chris Wright right there in six now. So four, five cars going to the second position, Josh, as even for that second spot right at the finish line. Cheney. He sent it into the corner. It's going to clear Brayden Holt. Meanwhile, Kruger has cleared Peach for P2. Yeah, these three have gotten really racy. 
uh, Holt is going to uh, send up to the inside of Peach here into turn one and make that pass stick. And uh, Kruger is continuing to defend oh. the second position as Holt's going to. Oh! Contact into turn two. He's in the grass as Michael Kruger. Huge save. He's going to check up all these guys. Wow! What a save by Michael Kruger. He was sideways. And look at that 69, Chris Wright. He's using that to his advantage. Looking underneath 98, Mike Kruger. Kruger is a sitting duck right now. He has angry tires after that huge slide, and now he's in the outside group. He's getting all kinds of rubber all over that tire now, and see all these guys going to freight train him down the front straightaway. Hunter Peach pushing Chris Wright, and they got Arnold and Byron just behind him, but magnificent job of keeping that car into and still having a car intact. White flag is waving, though, for Meredith, who's already out of turn one, down the short chute, into turn two. And I'm sorry, that's uh, Nick Kapiak in the uh, sixth machine. Chris Wright in the background. He has closed in, but just not enough time. Yeah, Josh, I mentioned it on the pace lap over the second faster in qualifying, and he put on a clinic. Uh, dominant performance here in race one and well deserved. And it is going to be well deserved. Win number 57 the NAOR series for Nicholas Hapiak. Uh, not only win number 57, but also he is the uh, current champion from last season trying to uh, defend his championship. Green flag is out. Jeff Lednum got big jump. He's going to have to give it back. And that is going to stack up the outside line. Absolutely, the whole crew's going to be swamped going to turn one. Here comes Kenneth Cheney to the inside of Dawson Allen for the lead. He threatened that position. Had to think better of it, but Cole Snyder, the huge loser of that with that huge stack up on the start you mentioned from Jeff Lennon. Cheney's going to make a move underneath Dawson Allen. Trying to take that position away. Janie, driving into the corner. He has it. Man, Jeff Lednum dropping positions. Four wide. Chris Wright was trying to make it four. It might be four going to three wide. Thought better of it. And all the way by the wall. Jeff Lednum. himself off the nose of the 17 wire. They are three wide for the lead for a moment. It looked like Happy I had that nose there for a split second. It might happen here again off of turn two. Bennett's continuing to push up. And here comes Kenneth Cheney right there. He's still in the mix. They are three wide. They're going to be three wide entering turn three for the race lead. Is somebody going to give? Brett Bennett backs out of it. New leader Nick Kapiak and I assume this is what nobody wanted to see three wide once again great hole 
to the inside, Brett Bennett, Hunter Beach. Hunter Beach did a marvelous job keeping that car on the outside of both turns three and four in a three-wide situation both times. That was great work, but he is still under pressure from Brett Bennett. He's got a whole traffic over behind full of cars behind him. Tons of traffic here. And uh, there it is. It's out. Osborne did not get going. Joshua Arnold, though, he did. Chris Wright wanted to make it three, wasn't able to. But look at Michael Kruger talking about three wide. He does make the move. Kruger. Chris Wright was able to get to the inside of Osborne. No three wide for that spot again. But Kruger, you mentioned, had a brilliant move. He is in the middle of the chaos right now. Up to third now. As Josh Arnold took the lead, he's going to run away with it. Wow. Oh, Happy Act Blue saves it. He was sideways. John Osborne continues to fall through the pack. He's down to the ninth position. That uh, strategy is not going to work out for him at all. That one last dash. While Jeff Lendham in seventh position, huge slide off the point. He's going to keep that seven spot crash. Brett Bennett hard in the inside wall, gets shot back up into the wall. Flying with Dawson Allen and Hunter Peach. Caution is back out. Donald Kite was also involved in there. Huge impact for Brett Bennett getting shot between both of the retaining walls. Oh, Bennett and Kite contact. That's what started it. Poor Bennett. Took a little flight. Just found that opening at the wrong spot, and there he went. They were racing right behind John Osborne, who had just been put side by side with Cole Snyder, and then uh, Bennett gets put side by side from Kite. Wants it back. It's going to be Chris Wright. Coming around turn four. Chris Wright. He's going to have win number eight of his NAOR series career. Second win of the season. Second time this season. He has won race number two in a doubleheader. Long straightaway here. You gotta wait till the green flag drops in order to go, but it is gonna be in the hands of Nick Apiak starting on the uh, right side. Driver's right, row one. The green flag is in the air. We are underway here at Suzuka. And as the field goes down into this first corner, you have to expect maybe some guys hanging back a little bit, trying to just let things fan out here and not get too aggressive. But up front, we're still side by side for the lead. I'm actually very impressed with the start Chris Wright had. He's about to take the lead away from Nick Kapiak. Kapiak can hold on. It might be a different story, but they are still too wide here through all of these turns. And I, I'm shocked that they're still side by side. 
Yeah, they're still side by side and battling hard for that lead. Nick Hapiak trying to hang on as much as he can here, as he will have what I think is the preferred line coming out of this front straightaway here. And he does. Chris Wright's going to have to tuck in to the second place. Nick Kapiak with a car length lead now in the race. And that's the lap here. Oh, Zachary Meredith around to the back. Somebody else in the wall. That's John Osborne. Oh, uh, yeah, and that collects Osborne. Reports coming over the driver radio, though. The 81 is saying his car is killed. Oh, man, see it there, just... Meredith, he just lost it. And then John Osborne just collected there. Well, Hapiak pushes a little bit there and kind of gets off the line, but we'll see. And he's loose coming off the corner there. Where's Austin J. McGill and all this? McGill comes off pit road, and he's still got the lead. So McGill with the overcut. I'm a little surprised to see that work so well for McGill. What did he take? Uh, fuel only, it appears. 3.9 seconds was his stop. But now brings the question of how much wear is getting to these tires. Does Austin J. McGill think he can make it with just fuel? At this point, he's, he's made his bed. He's got to lay in it. So, you've got a guy making his first ever start. Five laps to go with the lead. Being hunted by the winningest driver in NAOR League history, Nick Kapiak, with 57 wins. Multiple-time champion, including the current reigning champion. how low the RPMs are in Nick Kapiak's six machine just going through these corners and just listen to it getting As loose I'm, oh a big loose there trying everything he can to try and chase down Austin Jamigo but I was getting ready to comment on that it does seem like McGill almost running a different set of gears for the corners. It sounds like his RPM stay a little higher, whereas Hapiak runs a lower RPM. We are white flag here as McGill is coming through the last half of the track. Just under a two-second gap. McGill just needs to hit these last couple corners perfect, and McGill will be the winner. Warranting any mistake right here on this last corner. I think we're going to see a first race, first win for Austin J. McGill. And that is indeed what happened. Austin J. McGill, race winner, Nick Kapiak, E2. Kenneth Cheney will bring it home in third position. Just ahead. I see where they're going to go. Coming up to the line, it's going to be... Green flag is in the air, and oh man, Josh Arnold, wheel spin in front of the field! Oh! No. Wow. 
And the driver comes on the radio and says that is the most embarrassing thing he's ever done. You feel for him. You really do. As Zachary Wareham jumps out to an early lead here. Kind of gifted the early lead with everyone having to check up. He was the car that was behind Josh Arnold when that happened. And Hunter Peach P2. Cheney. Look at Cheney P3 here. Cheney moving up through the field very quickly here and wasting no time getting to the front. We'll see if these two in front of him have what it takes to hold him off. Actually faster than McGill that last time by at the uh, start finish line. And Wareham's doing a great job right now. Gapping uh, McGill just a little bit this lap. Coming to two laps to go here for these guys. Big wiggle out of the 21 out of that last corner that time. You got to wonder, is he pushing a little too hard to try and get to Wareham? He might be. Oh, little slide there for McGill. I'll tell you what, though. Either way you look at it, both of these drivers are driving amazingly. Like, 110% everything they've got, they're leaving it out there on the track. And through the last couple of corners... Zachary Wareham, he's about to take the white flag. And uh, he's down on the straightaway. White flag is in the air. One more time around for Zachary Wareham. Is he going to be able to hold off McGill? Can McGill get up there? Peach, he still has a chance at this. I think McGill's best shot, and I've seen it the last couple laps, the last corner he rolls in just a little bit deeper than Wareham but he's got to close up right here through these little S's to be able to have a shot to get there looking out of view from high above they're coming to the last set of corners here right hander oh John uh, John Osborne off the track and through the last corner here, it is going to be Zachary Wareham off cleanly. He's going to cross the stripe. Peach spins. Peach spins from third place. Where's the fourth place car at? Uh, Peach will get Peach third. Very fortunate to get as much of a gap as he had there. The fourth place car was a little bit closer. Peach could have just thrown away his third place finish. Oh, as we had some crashing, I believe, for fourth place coming across the line. Flagman has flag in his hand. Inside the restart zone. Green flag is waving. We are underway here at Dover. hard in the wall. Somehow he's going to keep it in third position. It stacked up the entire top lane though. And I am very impressed with Cole Snyder. 
I'm pretty sure that was him that was hard in the wall, but you don't really see the damage on the right side of his uh, machine like you do on Jamie's. Cole Snyder, though, he works his way home around. Chris Wright is now taking the lead. And I think Chaney got the wall once again there on the exit of four. Chaney is not conserving his tires right now, so um, I wouldn't be too shocked if Wright would be saving his um, for the longer run, as we see 76 on the attack on the outside for the lead. Couldn't make it look like one. I was going to have to tuck back in line here. And watching lap times, Chaney has been the fastest car on the track. As Chaney looks underneath Snyder, he rolls all the way up at the top near the wall, gets momentum off the corner, and clears Chaney to keep the race lead. Your tires get upset here. But Chaney making a move to the inside. He's going to look. They're side by side for the race lead. Chaney might have caught the apron just a little bit, bottoming out. Oh, they're both sideways. Here comes Chris Wright back into the picture. He is slowly gaining on these guys. They are battling hard. and I have to imagine at this point it is a matter of them hurting their tires. Back up to the battle for the lead. Cole Snyder, he's going to run the high line. Chris Wright rolling the bottom. Wright, I think he has preferred lane. He is just going to try to drive right on by Cole Snyder. Cole, hanging on to it, though. On the outside, he is a front. That lap was led by Chris Wright, but it was very, very close. And Wright is going to clear Cole Snyder. So new leader, it is Chris Wright, back to where he started this race. Oh, hard contact in the wall. Cole Snyder. Wow. And he is going to tow to pit road. That is absolutely just horrible for Cole Snyder. You know, Josh, I was just getting ready to mention that we went through that entire cycle without someone missing a pit entry with how notorious it is, and then as soon as Cole Snyder comes down for his his second stop and bam right into the barriers head on and night is over with that toe in and he is going to be done for the night I'm wondering how far happy it goes with this run if he can make it about 10 more laps, I think he'd feel comfortable to make it to the end. Kind of split this into thirds, but right here, right is underneath Happyak. Happyak did not go quite. Or it didn't appear, he's still going to hang on to that right rear of Chris Wright. Right, not clear. Happyak trying. And his tires just cannot hold off. So, right, new leader. background you see Jose Ruiz back there trying to get by right back 
actually, that is going to hurt right down the front straightaway. Look at the gap now. Wright did not have an entry into turn one that he wanted to have. Wright is, or I'm sorry, Ruiz is right there now. Right there running with Chris Wright. Battle for the lead is as close as it has been between these two. And Lendum is pulling away, which is going to make this even more of a dynamic situation here. Because uh, he's catching, I believe, Chase McGuire just up there, up the road tail in the lead lap. So another car up in, in the mix with just a handful of laps remaining in this race. It's going to be uh, very, very confusing, not confusing, excuse me, dramatic here, especially with that pit stop for these guys that we assume they have to take yet. It's going to be John Osborne in the 81 machine there. Lednam was able to get around Osborne. Osborne right there in front of Chris right now. There's not a lot of time left. They're coming three laps to go. Three tenths is the gap. I am just impressed with the performance of both of these drivers, whoever takes the win here, they both have done an incredible job as they're coming out of turn four. Two laps to go. Ruiz, he is trying anything he can, run a little bit of a higher line through one and two. I think the exit of turn four last time was the closest he had been though in quite some time. He just needs more momentum at the end of the straights. He lost too much in the center of the corner to give it all up though. White flag is in the air. One more time around here from Dover. Chris Wright, he has absolutely dominated this race, put on a great showing. It is still so close between him and Ruiz. Ruiz has one more shot at it. It's not gonna be enough for Ruiz, though, I don't think. Off turn four, Chris Wright will take the checkered flag and the win here at Dover. Incredible job, and it was a difference of almost two tenths of a second there. Incredible job by both of these drivers. Race car is off, green flag in the air. We are underway. And uh, I think I think Chris Wright might have spun his tires a little bit. That is gonna give Wyden a uh, huge run into one, but coming outside lane, not a very good place to be. He's holding on to it though. Wyden has the lead. Yeah, very impressed to see him hold on with that momentum though through one and two you mentioned. Uh, had that huge lead, but uh, Chris was able to uh, even up to the center of the corner, but he was able to clear down the back straightaway. Chris fighting for that second spot with Cole Snyder. They're going to even out behind them, though, for that third and fourth spot. Yeah, I think early on here, we're going to see the high line have a little bit of momentum, but being up there, you're going to burn some tires if you make it work. So uh, a lot of these guys are probably wanting to get to the bottom, save a little bit of tire. Long race here, 156 laps as we come across the line for lap number three. Talking about being on the bottom, looking at that 69 machine. He is off the track onto the apron throughout the corners. Layman just caught the wall a little bit coming off to the floor, but watch right right here. 
moves up on the track and then he cuts down. He is all four tires below that yellow line. Yeah, I was just getting ready. Stole the note right out of my mouth. These, uh, these lap cars could play a factor here for uh, who takes the lead here. We know that some of these guys in this league, they're very respectful and they'll move out of the way. But, uh, you know, if you're the leader, you can kind of use that lap car as a pick for the guy behind you and get a little gap. Or if you're the guy in second, same thing goes. Get a lower exit on Snyder. Gamble, the lap car, stays high, allows these guys to get on by cleanly. Layman, having to take a shallower entry. Now, guys, this two-car battle for the lead is about to turn into a three-car battle because where in the world did Peach come from? Yeah, I think Mike Campbell really held up. He not, not really anything of his doing, just the line he ran slowed these two up so much that allowed Peach to run two perfect laps and really close in on these guys and put his head down in focus and he is right there on the back bump of the 14 and 8th line layman. Hunter Peach on a tear. He wants to get the race lead but right now he's got to wait. Layman inside of Snyder. They're going to be side by side. Layman gonna go deep into the corner and he'll clear the 24. Give Layman the lead here, but Hunter Peach still right in this thing. The 20 cars just really trying to find anywhere to go right now where the 14's not. Um, whoa, a huge slide out of Layman there, and that's exactly why. I think he's just trying to find some more grip and whatever left in that tie is gonna go into the inside here in two and three. Peach, he took advantage of that. Layman looking for the crossover. Gonna be side by side down the front straightaway. Give that lead to Layman. Peach has a preferred line though. Layman's gonna slide up into the corner. And now I think Peach is just gonna run away with it here. Wygent trying to get back to the gas here. He's gonna be on the attack for that position from Cole Snyder. Cole Snyder having a little bit of internet issues blinking in and out here. But battle for position between the double zero and the 24, and Lehman just moving out of the way. And I gotta wonder, this close matter to race Elijah uh, any differently after uh, having some contact there. Differences in opinions. Snyder is pinching Wyjin down. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's a. Uh, Yeah, nice. no love lost here. <laughs> oh, Contact coming off the corner. They're going to crash yeah, each other here. If they keep this up, there it goes. Huge save by Twijin. Wow. Gosh, that was an amazing out. save. Oh, one car, I believe, just got the barrels off of turn four. Is that Layman? Actually, yeah, no. he was right, right behind them. I don't know if he was coming into pit when it was going on, but absolutely, yeah. Mm. I believe he was trying to pit or get yeah. out of the way of seeing what was brewing in front of him and just got distracted by that pit wall. 
I agree 100% with you there, Adam. He seen the crash happening and tried to make a hard right turn to make it back on the track so he didn't pit during the caution, and it cost him. Especially uh, with them towards the back of the field. They're not even caught up yet as the pace checks off. Green flag is waving. Appiak. Doing a great job. Look at Chapman. Going to make it three wide. Peach moving up, almost getting into Happyak. We're still three wide for the race lead. Here comes Wright trying to make yeah. some noise. Wright is going to be in a great spot here down the back straightaway. Oh, they're going to be spinning. Layman saves it. And Happyak using as much track as possible. Happyak going to try to take the race lead away. He's at least going to lead the slap. He's going to clear Peach. New leader, Nick Happyak. Here at New Hampshire, just got the track on iRacing. And don't look now, here comes Chris Wright. We talked about it earlier. You cannot count out that driver in the 69 at all. And look where he's at. It's time to be here, and he's here. And he's going to make a move underneath Hunter Peach. They're going to be side-by-side -side to vanish Peach for the moment bit of momentum down the front straightaway. Peach using a lot of the high lane here. This is going to hurt him on a longer run. There's 26 laps to go. I think that could make the difference here. Yeah, and he's not running a usual lane. They were, he, he's giving Chris Wright almost the preferred line going on the entry of the corner but then he's cutting down on exit and taking away that preferred line is now donald kite gonna look inside of chris wright it's the kite and the right show is kite he's gonna have to tuck back in behind right right i think gave a little bit of a bumper to peach Peach was loose coming off of turn two that time and i think that's what actually allowed chris wright to get up there and Wright not lifting. If Peach is going to lose it, Wright's going to give him the bumper and finish him off. Yeah, this is going to allow Wright to try and take that second position away from Peach and try and set sight on Happyak. He could be in the great position that we thought he was going to be in a moment ago. And with just three laps to go, I keep saying, how many more of those slides can Peach have before it bites him? He keeps closing, but as we talked about, it is so tough to pass here. Happyak running a perfect line to where Peach is going to have to pass him on entry. Peach isn't going to get a run off the corner because of the line that Happyak is running. Two laps remaining. Happyak still leading this race. Peach going to try to get to the right rear. He drove it in hard. Happyak gonna have the exit off the corner. But look at Peach, trying to take it to the inside, not able to, nose to tail. Happyak drives it in really deep there. Peach is gonna get to the inside here. How much room are they gonna give each other? We're coming across the line. White flag's gonna be out. White flag is in the air. One more lap around here. Happyak holding on to it. Peach trying to get it. Happyak going to use that flat. 
now trying to drive off Peach. Oh, and the wall goes Peach. Happyak just needs one more set of corners here. Peach. Oh, he's trying it. In the wall, he is. What in the so wall is Chris going on? It is going to be Dick Kapiak taking the race win and pure chaos behind. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Andrew Chapman, the real benefactor there, he picks up second. Peach crosses the line third after getting unstuck from the wall. Donald Kite picking up his second top five, finishes fourth. What in... Somebody explain it. Yeah, everyone just tried to win in there and lost Chastaina, I assume. And it didn't work, except for Andrew Chapman, who was able to just keep it low and avoid all the chaos, because Chris Wright flew in there, um, as did Hona Peach from second position, but that was to be a little expected, I thought. Um, I, I kind of expected to see the 20 fly in there. I did not expect to see the 69 up on the safer barrier, climbing at both ends, but <laughs> Chris Wright, nothing to lose with uh, three, four wins on the season and the points lead. Um, but Nick Happyak, what a win for him, his second on the season.
the green flag is in the air. We are underway here on Garlington. Already single file throughout the entire field. Big, big contact. Basically a wreck with no caution. Hell yeah, buddy. Martinsville Speedway. It's the old-fashioned stuff. It was that throwback to full contact racing. We don't see much of anymore. Green flags in the air. We are underway here at Martinsville. And Parker. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say it. Field goes down side by side, and Parker getting a monster run on the outside. The outside works here for a couple laps, but you got to get down quick. He knows what it takes to get to the lead. Excuse Three wide, pull Snyder. Three wide, contact. Chris Wright losing on that deal. Chris Wright's going to fall all the way back to Bottom just a little bit. That helps Wyden. Still right there. Wyden oh, gets Wyden. Oh, and we have contact. Nick Happyak is around off the bumper of Kenneth Cheney. It was contact with the double zero in the six that sent the six actually up into the 39. 39 doing nothing wrong there. Just out there in no man's land where the six basically the 39 turned into the wall there. This opens up the door for this uh, right. It, it really does. And Kenneth oh. is going to pull down and set the contact between them. 
Oh my How did they oh, almost keep it straight? Zachary Meredith doing all he could to wheel it there. He got a huge shot. Three right is looking right. going to send it. Not quite. It's going to be Pacey Weijin off turn four. Pacey Weijin with the win. You know, second win of the season. We talked about short tracks being his thing earlier. We've seen that he had speed in the car. He showed us how aggressive he can be here. And now putting on a show as he's drifting around the corner. is out and what a start by Hunter. Yeah, Hunter Peach. Oh, and Nick Happyx in the wall. Bunch of drivers getting out of the way to avoid him. Not what you want to see early on here. Yeah, I did that. Oh, trouble! Oh, contact. That's I believe that was the 83 on the door, but the 21 of uh, Jared Wilson. Didn't see any other drivers involved. And just to update what I had brought up earlier, indeed, uh, the second Wright brother was not actually involved in the wreck. He had contact with the outside wall long before this wreck happened, coming out of turn two. Chapman, we've seen him be the first car to pit road to start this cycle. Hunter Peach able to run it a little bit longer, so right now Peach has the tire advantage over Chapman. How much does Chapman fight here? Does Chapman try to save his tires and hope he can have some tire left to run down Peach at the end? Don't think he's gonna get there. I think Peach is on cruise control as he comes through turn three and four. He's gonna see the checkered flag and he's gonna get to burn it down. Give it up for Hunter Peach in that 20 car, taking home the win here tonight in the DI9 NAR series. Second place going to Jose Ruiz, third place to Chris Wright. NASCAR races have set attendance records across the country. Well, on today's show, they do it again at Michigan International Speedway. Names like Bobby Isaac, Richard Petty, David Pearson, the Allison Brothers, Pete Hamilton, plus many, many others. You take drivers like these and put them in the fastest late model stocks in the world. Turn them loose on a wide, smooth two-mile oval. And you suddenly have all the ingredients for a great race. And such was the case with the last go-around at Michigan International Speedway.
Michigan. Probably seventh or eighth position, and now he's up here battling for the lead. We're gonna be three wide for the lead. Oh man, this is tight, and it's gonna be happy act. Here, side by side once again, one partner driving a deep look here, happy act. So we're coming to get the white flag here. We've seen this battle before now we get to see it at the end of the race for a win who wants it more chris wright or jonathan parker jonathan parker leads it at the white but the white flag is out let's see who's gonna win this race white flag is out there side by side parker not giving right much room right gonna slide up in front of parker parker staying on the outside i think right wanted to be on the inside maybe parker Hanging on to it out there. He might have to pinch right down, right wanting a room here. It's gonna be a drag race to the line, I think. Parker looks low, he has nowhere to go. It's gonna be Chris Wright starting on the pole, having issues, coming back to win the race. It was a photo finish though. Chris Wright 